0: In this episode, Harrison and I talk about the importance of travel and share some of our favorite and most memorable travel experiences. Stick around to the end to hear a
1: pretty crazy story about
0: me getting lost in the
1: jungle and Amir's uh, trip following the stairway to heaven. How's that?
0: (laughs) I'm Harrison. And I'm Amir. And we believe that one of life's most valuable assets is the gift of conversation. In the midst of life, sometimes we forget the true power of a deep,
1: meaningful conversation.
0: So take a breath. Come join us.
1: And let's talk about
0: life. So both Harrison and I have freshly stepped off of a plane. We both have been on trips. We've been traveling. Where have you been, Harrison? I just got back from Costa Rica,
1: which is not very close to here, very far away. Mm. Um, I was there for 16 days. It was... It was awesome. There was so many great. Adventures.
0: He didn't take
1: me with him. I didn't take him uh, here. <laughs> that wasn't in the budget, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I was telling him I have I have four hundred gigabytes of footage. Everything is in four K. That's why it's so big. But I have a lot of things, a lot of stories to tell. Um, you know, right right now, but also just like I got videos of videos to make and things to share. But um, definitely an experience. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see all of those. Okay, straight into it. What was the highlight of your trip? What was the highlight? I think this could go two routes. I think it can go like
1: because mm. uh, I like I was saying. So so for for you listeners that don't know, I went to New. I don't know if I had mentioned this before, but I went to New York City for my twentieth birthday. I'm twenty two now. Um, I brought in my twenties on top of the Empire State Building. Midnight turned midnight while I was up there. It was awesome. Legendary. And, you know, that's a pretty big thing. I went for a weekend. as was our first solo trip. And, like, I can honestly say that that trip changed my life. Like, it it changed my perspective on things. Going somewhere for, a, it was just a short period of time, but by myself and traveling there was, like, um, it was incredible. So, I that's why I wanted to do more solo travel. So, I booked this trip because I also just wanted to explore and go somewhere different. And then I was like, uh, I'm going to go by myself. Sure, I can do it. I know and it's going to be obviously bigger than New York, you know, going to a whole different country in, uh, you know, Latin America um and where English isn't the primary language as well. So, I got there and like um this I had this expectation, you know, of of what this was going to be. So, I'll talk about that in a second, but you asked, you know, what's what was the best? What was the best part maybe? So, mm-hmm. I think it's in two parts. There's either the uh experiences like just like doing adventure fun stuff and then there's also like the uh, kind of personal growth whatever like mm. spiritual side of it so which one do you want or in what order Let, let's get let's go for the adventure
0: first and then yeah, the personal I, growth after it
1: so I, it's funny because i say i just was telling somebody this on the trip and i was like mm. i don't have a bucket list but I have a list of things I want to do before, you know, and they're like, well, that's like a. Bucket Is that list.
0: that's a bucket list? <laughs> it's
1: a bucket list. So, so I guess I have a. I just don't call it that. I don't know. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't call it that. Um, but I do have a bunch of things like I just would like to do. And for some reason, when I was in like third uh, grade, three, yeah, uh, some I had a friend who went to Costa Rica and they went ziplining. And since mm. then, I've always wanted to zipline in Costa Rica. Not just zipline, but like in Costa Rica over the jungle. I don't know why, but that's like always been in my mind so I got to do it um if you go to my Instagram there's photos that they had like a professional photographer so I actually got some photos of me doing it and I had a GoPro so there I did film that experience also it was um that was by far the best best thing I don't think I've ever felt so like on top of the world probably in my life like it was Mm. (laughs) literally on top of the world um (laughs) it was just like I don't know, the obviously was like adrenaline and stuff involved. But like, I'm not really I wasn't scared of anything. I was just so I think the actual action of like living out something I'd thought of for so long was so impactful, as well mm. as it being a really cool and fun experience. Um, so that was it. I think that was it. And in mm. classic Harrison long answer form. <laughs> mm. Yeah, ziplining was just incredible.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah that's so that's so fun that reminds me of the time when i was in the philippines i did the same thing um ziplining over the jungle just yeah, there there's a little bit of uh a fear you're like oh my god i hope this holds me and then mm-hmm. afterwards once you're in it once you're doing it you're like Woo! yeah you know you feel like exactly. like a bird, <laughs> a bird. Right, am i allowed to sing that without getting copyright <laughs> struck <laughs> anyways that's that's so awesome what about on the personal yeah what did you this, learn? This
1: like two things. Like the first thing, like I was trying to, starting to hint at there is that I had this expectation of, mm. of what this was going to be. And paired with that, I went into it with, you know, I want to film stuff. I'm trying to be creative and make videos. I've got ideas of what videos will come out of this. <laughs> and shortly into, actually probably longer than it should have taken me, but it took me a little while to, to realize that i um, one having an expectation for this kind of thing is is terrible because you can have like a plan but having an expectation on how you will feel after doing mm-hmm. said experience is 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 unnecessary because like it's not going to it's not going to happen that way like the experience or the the, the even like even if you plan a trip you're going to have things happen that you didn't plan on right so i was pretty disappointed the first like few days I was there because things didn't happen the way I anticipated and I was like this is not going to be what I wanted and like I was just letting myself down because I had this expectation on what it was supposed to be and then on top of that with the video thing I was like well then like I'm not having these experiences that I want and I'm not blah 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 and then I kind of let go of that and I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna use my camera to document me doing things whatever it is. And then I'll reflect on it later. And then upon reflection, I can one um, is kind of tied in, right? Like the filming is just documenting what was going on. but reflect on um, like how was how did this live up to maybe my expectation or how how did this impact me? What is the lesson here? Mm-hmm. and all those kinds of things. And then also taking that, and then now paired with I have video evidence of this stuff. Then I can make a video out of it. Then I can make a story. It's like you can. I guess you could go into something with like, yes, I. This is kind of the the route I want to take. But um, I think specifically, if I'm touching on like storytelling and stuff, it's like you have to experience the story to be able to tell it. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's obviously that makes a whole lot of sense. But I didn't, you know, I didn't really go into it with that. So um, I think that was the big thing was just like let things happen. Don't try to force things to happen a certain way let them happen a certain way and then give them meaning maybe afterward or maybe less meaning more like um, just reflect on them afterward to see what what did that experience give to you or what did it do you know um, mm-hmm. and I think that was I think that was the, probably the biggest takeaway out of out of all of it and once I let go of that um, then it was great. I had so many awesome things happen you know, and then uh, luckily I got documented and and now I've been reflecting on it. Still, like I'm still, I still continue. I haven't looked at any of the, I haven't started making a video or anything because I feel like I got to sit with it for a little longer,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally feel that. I totally relate to that, dude. I I totally hear you. It's like when you go into something with your camera and the expectation that it's going to be this kind of video, right? It's going to be this kind of thing. This is the story that's going to happen. It kind of takes you out of the present, right? Out of enjoying it, you know, being there fully for it. And that's very much how I also have been processing this last little bit in my life and just the video that I have been working on that draws me to tears every time I start editing it. Anyway, sorry, let me give the listeners some context. (laughs) So basically while Harrison's been over ziplining across the jungle in Costa Rica, being a superhero vlogger, everything, you know, I have just, I, I was hinting at this in previous episodes, but I just went through the biggest life transition, biggest decision and like realized a dream that has taken me four years to bring to fruition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not to, a little suspenseful. I just left Canada. I just left home. I left my hometown and moved to a completely different country. I'm on the East coast of the United States, Philadelphia, to be exact. Um, and I've been going back and forth between New York. I'm I'm taking a course in uh, up in New York, which is like two hours up. And then afterwards, I'm moving to Boston. But this is basically an indefinite move, you know, um, so that's what I mean by the biggest decision I've made and I think we are we I think we talked about this a little bit before but just transitioning in and out of travel I think is something that we need to pay a little bit more mind to you know I think when we arrive in a new destination you know for example like you when you arrived in Costa Rica it was very much there there was an a uh, there was an adjustment Period, right? You need to get used to the culture, get used to the customs, get used to everything. You feel a little like a fish out of water, but then also same applies. Like once we return, right? Once you arrive back from Costa Rica, and for myself, it it's kind of just felt like an endless transition of sorts because I mean that's essentially what it is. I just moved to a different country, <laughs> for crying out loud, right? Um, but yeah, it's it's been teaching me a lot, and I'm just transitioning and. Yeah, I'm just getting used to it. I miss home. I won't lie. I I, I miss Mm. just talking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think, you know, onto the topic of what we want to talk about today, I think travel is important because it gets you out of your comfort zone, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't grow and be comfortable at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the fact that I'm here, the fact that I'm a little uncomfortable, not necessarily in a bad way, but, you know, just I feel like a fish out of water, I think that's what i came for and i'm glad i got that you know
1: what have you what's been the biggest lesson for you so far through this through this traveling mm. you know moving so journey much. as well so like much. Yeah. biggest lesson through all of that but also like um you say transitioning
0: in and out of travel like what have you mm. learned trying to get totally. out out of this yeah totally the biggest decisions teach you the most things and for me this one is definitely no, this one's definitely no exception. I I don't even know where to begin. I think onto what we were talking about earlier, you were mentioning, you know, just don't go into it with any expectations and just document and then reflect afterwards and distill all the lessons from that. As I've been working on the video that I just moved the video, um, I'm learning so much in hindsight that I didn't even realize that I was learning at the time. And I think the main thing, well... There's a a lot of things. I think the first thing that comes to my mind is what I mentioned earlier. It's one thing that my mentor told me. You can't grow and be comfortable at the same time. Right? You can't grow and be comfortable at the same time. And so, you know, it's the entire ethos of yes theory, right? Seek discomfort, Mm -hmm. right? Challenging oneself or the entire ethos of what I say when I say fear makes it clear. Going after the things that scare us, going after things that terrify us. I think that's important for our own growth i think the second thing that comes to my mind I, I i'm not sure if i mentioned this on a previous episode but i will reiterate it anyways and y'all can go watch our previous episodes on spotify and wherever you get your podcast
1: <laughs> everything's a plug <laughs> everything
0: wow. everything is secretly a plug for harrison's channel okay <laughs> subscribe to harrison King, King. okay um back to what i was saying the second most important thing that i learned from this is that oftentimes people like us so that's Harrison, me, you listening. We oftentimes spend a lot of time asking ourselves, does this feel right? Is this the right choice? Does this feel right? Mm, I, I, this doesn't quite feel right. This isn't quite lined up with what I want to do. When instead, like, it, okay, we spend a lot of time asking ourselves whether something feels right but oftentimes, that just leads to us stalling and waiting for a perfectly formed solution to fall into our laps. But that never happens. There's no perfectly formed yeah. solution that just drops in when you expect it and exactly yeah. on plan, right? Very rarely that happens. Instead, what we should be asking ourselves is, how can I make this feel right? Mm. Practically, how can I make this feel right? So when it came to me and this decision to move, and I'll you know explain a little bit more about why I moved. But a fundamental turning point for me in this decision was when I started asking myself, how can I make this feel right instead of which option feels the best, right? So, so then right. that gets me thinking practically about my criteria. Okay, I want to live in this kind of situation. That would feel right. Oh, I want to be surrounded by creators. That would make it feel right. Oh, I want to be doing this, this, and that. Or this mm-hmm. is what I want my setup to look like. And that gets very practical. And you can actually work and apply that. And so in doing so, you end up with something that feels right quote unquote but it's through action clarity comes through action not necessarily for waiting for it you know not necessarily from waiting for yeah. it to come you know so that, that's the another huge thing that this taught me um yeah like d- yeah i don't know what you think of that just to, just
1: to do stuff <laughs> like and
0: not, not think about it so much yes which is definitely
1: a that's that's something that i know you struggle with because you are so analytical right so totally so that and i mean i meet me as well and a lot of people right so it's Mm -hmm. and it's so easy to just think about all the pros and cons and blah blah blah, you know what i mean like you Mm -hmm. like you said like we're not gonna you gotta kind of throw yourself into something regardless of what it is Mm -hmm. and and then you will figure out what what is right like you can only Mm -hmm. think about it for so long exactly Um, yeah
0: and and i think you know clarity only comes with hindsight Mm
1: -hmm. ultimately really
0: like, the third thing that this taught me is that you don't know. You're never going to know. You're never going to know until you look back. Like, you may think that you of know course. what the right choice is, but you, unless you can tell the future somehow, then you don't know. Oh, exactly. Right? And, I, and I've kind of, you know, recognized that there's a little bit of ego in me that tries to know what the right choice is or thinks that I know what the right choice is. Mm-hmm. You have no clue what what's going to be right. I think I was talking about this with... Um, Mr. I, I won't name drop him, but the creator that we both like. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was talking about this with this YouTuber guy. Um, and he was saying, ultimately, you don't know what's going to be a good video or not.
1: As you said, you don't, you don't,
0: know, you don't know what a good uh, idea is. I think that's what yeah. you said. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, you don't know what a good idea is. You don't know what a good decision. Is. You don't know anything, really. And I think accepting and being okay with that is really, I think accepting that is has helped me a lot. You know, taking yeah. the ego out of it. And just I've like, been yeah, thinking about I, I that. Nothing. I've been
1: thinking about that since mm. you said it, like specifically creatively. He also mm-hmm. made a video on creativity recently that I watched, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I I put the link in the chat and then everybody would know, or in the chat, in the uh, description. Um, uh. Anyway, like, I think it's a great way to live. It kind of sounds terrible, actually, but like, it's like you don't really know. You don't know what a good decision is. You don't know what a good idea is. You will never know until. It has happened, and you may actually never know. But that just that that kind of why I think it's a good thing is you just need to try stuff. Then, like, just do Mm -hmm. anything. It's like I don't know if this is a good video idea. I'm just gonna make it. My Mm -hmm. my my most favorite creation, video creation to date, was one that I just kind of followed that advice and was like, I don't know, like this just feels right. I'm just gonna make it. I don't know what's gonna Mm -hmm. come of it. And I'm like, this is my favorite thing so far. So Mm -hmm. you don't you don't know you don't you know you don't know what it is. How about um, oh you hear that little. Little motorbike in the background. I don't know if that caught it on the microphone. Oh,
0: um, I'm in Philadelphia, man. There's it's so loud here.
1: <laughs> um, how about the transitioning out of out mm-hmm. of traveling?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, dude, what have
1: you been been thinking about that? I mean, I can talk about that. I'm sick right now. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. Take it away. I uh yeah, I got back. So what's today? Tuesday. I got back on Thursday, four or five days ago. I don't know math. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Five days ago. There you go. I got back five days ago and. uh um i actually went to the like a doctor yesterday just to check man there's mm-hmm. somebody revving their engine it's not just a flyby there's this just outside um this is east coast for you don't yeah. worry <laughs> um anyway i i went to a doctor because i was like i'm just gonna check want to be safe because i just came from another country doing other things mm-hmm. you wanna, oh, totally. Make yeah, sure it's not sense. like a mosquito virus or something and then i don't mm-hmm. get a check but i was just like so i had the worst sleep and I could tell you because I track it every night on my ring here, I had the worst sleep I've ever had on mm-hmm. as long as I've had this for like a year and a half. Um, my readiness, if that means it doesn't mean anything to anybody, but it's like kind of like, how ready does it think you are for the day? It was at 27, like 27 out of 100, 27%. Um, so it's terrible. I felt like absolute crap. And and I say all this because I thought, you know, I didn't know, maybe, maybe it was COVID or something. It's not. Um, and... And I talked to the doctor, and he was like, "You know, it, it is common for people to get viral infections when they're away, um, and specifically like when they come back to change an environment and stuff." Um, but then you and I were talking, and you mentioned yesterday, and you were like, "Every time you seem to travel, when um, coming back, you say you find well, you said the run oh, the rundown blues, the post travel blues." <laughs> it's and, so real, and it's like not just a physical thing; it's a mental thing too. Because mm-hmm. like I, the past couple of days, I've just felt like everything is terrible and I know that's not like true but that's how I feel and not because everything was better in Costa Rica but it just feels like I've got a kind of a new perspective on life mm-hmm. things a big a big shift like physically mm-hmm. and 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 everything I've you know gone through um so that's how I'm feeling I'm feeling much better today I slept for 12 hours so I'm you know on my way up uh, mm-hmm. but but I feel very you know kind of still run down you see the, the run down kind of travel mm-hmm. blues And, and I think that that's something that I, I never heard anybody talk about it. I see people traveling all the time and nobody ever talks about the fact that you get home or you, you, if you're traveling to different countries, you get to the next country and you feel like just crap, right. Or Mm -hmm. really run down. I think that that's definitely part of it. And I don't know what, if there's like, there's gotta be like some sort of science behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know if you know, you probably Mm -hmm. know, um, but <laughs> I just assume that you what's know. What's that supposed to say? I mean, no, yes. But what's that yeah. <laughs>
0: um, what is it? What's the science behind it? You tell me. Yeah, totally. um Basically, okay. Disclaimer: I'm no neuroscientist, but like just based off the of my closest own reading thing we have access like, to, though. So <laughs> you know, like while you are experiencing, okay, dopamine is released and triggered by a few things, but one of the main things is novelty. When you are in a new place experiencing new things, ziplining over the jungle, your brain is (laughs) dopamine going crazy. When we return back to a familiar setting like our home, it doesn't trigger the same dopamine response and release, hence why we feel everything sucks. I don't derive pleasure from this. I don't want to accept everything. That makes sense. But eventually, you know, it takes a little time for those levels to regulate, right? And then eventually we come out the other side and we're like, ah, okay, I'm I'm used to this again. Right. But there's an adaptation period, definitely. I can't cite any studies for this. I'm sorry, but this is mainly based off of my anecdotal, <laughs> anecdotal yeah, you know, yeah. experience <laughs> and just uh, and just kind of my understanding of how, you know, those neurotransmitters work. But yeah, like I, I definitely find that for myself every time that I return, well, now that home is different, but every time I return back home to Vancouver after a trip, I always felt it. The rundown, mm. like, especially after like traveling back and forth from the East Coast so much, it's like... A good example would be the ABC trip that I took a little while ago. So early on when we started recording the episodes, I think I might have mentioned ABC News saw one of my videos and then they flew me out to New York on a whim to do an interview on TV and stuff. And that was such a fast-paced, you know, suddenly I'm leaving on Wednesday and it's only Monday. What the heck? You know, so it was a fast-paced adventure and we were out exploring novelty, new experiences, new people visiting everywhere. And I got home And it felt like it didn't happen. You know, I got home, I was like, did that actually just happen? Why do Mm, I feel so crap? Right. And I I went through like such a slump, I documented the process because I wanted to make a video that week of how to get out of a rut. But then I was like, I'm in so much of a rut, I can't do it. I'm in the rut, I can't make a video. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, but in doing so, I, I recognized and I saw the pattern, oh, this happens every time after I get home, even if it's just like to a trip, like a road trip somewhere. You know, Mm -hmm. and it was through that recognizing the pattern that I came up with kind of like my own personal happiness equation. Mm -hmm. Like I I recognize that, oh, okay, in order to support myself through this transition, I need to keep in mind my P4W3, my my P4W3. That's um, projects, people, um, right, projects, people, personal growth and just being present. And then W3, walks, workouts, and the weather, not going to lie, because the, the sun mm-hmm. has definitely a huge impact on my mood. But once I like wrote it down, like, okay, this doesn't feel right, what we were saying earlier, right? This doesn't feel right. How can I make this feel right? I was like, okay, these factors right here. And kind of when I started tackling each of those things, that helped me get out of the rut faster. And so now oh, right. I use that framework whenever, whenever I'm returning home from a trip or whenever a big event just happens or something like that. That also reminds me, um, same thing happened, not even for a traveling thing, but in 2019 I produced my own show and that was like a crazy endeavor to put everything together, like a month or two or three of just hard grinding by the end of it. Once it was over and I had nothing else to do and it's like, okay, it's done. I felt so crap. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like, what do I even exist anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I should just go cry, you know? Yeah. Um but I think it's it's not just a travel thing. I think it's just from coming back from any high, you know. I think being kind to ourselves is very important, giving ourselves space and the patience to adapt and transition.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I and mean, it's something I've never really thought about, but it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, I haven't done that much big travel, but but it even makes sense for like smaller things. And the crazy mm-hmm. part is that I literally leave. What's today? Today's Tuesday. On Saturday in a couple of days, I'm going home for a week and a half. So like I'm going, I'm traveling again. But mm-hmm. I think it's a little, it's a little different. But that makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't want to focus too much though on the on the negatives because obviously this, mm-hmm. totally I think it's good to touch on it. But mm-hmm. uh, how about the positives of, of of travel? Not just this experience for you, mm-hmm. but I know you've you know you've been other places also. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what are what are the do you think travel is important? That's kind of what the oh, question, question yeah, was pose. I wanted to pose.
0: So what do you, what do mm-hmm. you think? Travel is so important. So, so, so important. It broadens your horizons, gets you out of your comfort zone, gets you experiencing different cultures. You know, I think leaving home in general is important, mm. right? I think for both of us, because we both have effectively left home, right? Home being, you know, our hometown, our parents' place. Um, Yeah, I think it, it, it's really important and obviously, it, it just teaches you so much. I'm curious for you. Mm-hmm. I'll ask because I realize like, wait, you've been through this before me. What was it like for you moving to Toronto? Mm. And just for context, Harrison is originally from Saskatoon, right?
1: Yeah. So it's like a, a wide drove. So it's 28 hour drive or a three hour flight. So that's the distance um yes we did do that we did the 28 hour and that actually yeah. I, I did film all that surprisingly and, and worked on a video but it didn't end up making it up um oh why everything God. I'm always like everything's a video like a stuff um <laughs> That's anyway I I moved so I was 18 yep yeah, I was 18 when I moved um and for school and and it was definitely the best thing I've done one of the best things I've done I would say mm. And again, like everything is, you can give anything meaning after, like you said in hindsight. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, it was hard. It was obviously really hard. Like you get plucked out of, you don't realize, hmm, I'm trying to figure out how to go about this. I think the biggest thing that I realized was what I didn't, hadn't realized before. Like the things I didn't know, That the, the environment shift the the city shift, the culture shift, um, living on my own as well, totally changed my perspective on the world.
0: Mm. And it made
1: me realize, it's like the whole, I don't know what the analogy of like, you know, a fish doesn't know it's in water until you take it out. Or there's some, I don't know, there's some analogy like that. Um, But it's the same thing. It's like, once I came out of that environment, and now I'm in a whole different city across the country, living by myself, I was starting to realize things about my life before and that environment and maybe things I agreed with things I didn't agree with all that, which I had never thought of before because I was in the environment and it was like, what's comfortable. It's what I knew. It's what I, only thing I knew. And, and, and you don't, you know, you, you can't think differently if you don't have a different outside kind of perspective. So that was a big thing. Uh, and the second thing was that like, just it made me realize, I guess it's actually, it is all tied to that. Like I made me realize how big the world is and, and how, um, you know, I had to meet new friends. I had to meet new people and things felt more accessible back when I was at home. I was like, everything felt so hard. Everything that I wanted to do, it felt so far away. I didn't think I couldn't do it, but it was like, everything was not attainable. You know, it's like, it's also less common for people to do some of the things out at a home than where I am, but that's again, a culture shift. So I just, I learned so many new things. I learned so much about myself. That's kind of what started this whole journey. Um, I changed so much in a matter, short period of time from doing it um, and all for the better, I think. Um, and that's, you know, that was kind of my experience. It was just that, that whole flip my world upside down, but the perspective shift that came with that, probably partially because the, the, the cultures and the city are t- so different. But I'm still in Canada, um, and it, it just it just changed the way I looked at life. And and I could say the same thing about my trip to Costa Rica. So I think that that's probably just a thing about travel in general because that's you, you explore a new place, you learn about it, and then you <laughs> compare it to what you know, and you're like, oh, this is good, this isn't good oh i learned this this is the way they do things maybe i could do a little bit of that in my life or what like it's it's just such an easy learning experience and that's kind of yeah that was what my my moving you know adventure was
0: like yeah hmm totally yeah the, uh, that that makes me think of this the easiest way to know what you have is through contrast
1: yeah it's exactly that it's exactly that that's what I'm trying to say yeah
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. Like now that I think about it more, and this is something that I talk about with my friends in Vancouver a lot. I think, okay, so if there's anyone listening who comes from Vancouver, we are so spoiled. We are so, so spoiled in Vancouver, so sheltered. It's so clean. Every time I travel outside of Vancouver, I grow more grateful for what? vancouver has to offer mm. in the sense that since i was born and raised there i was like oh yeah this is the norm right you know, th- th- this is the norm like everywhere is like this and then i travel elsewhere <laughs> i travel to the united states <laughs>
1: <laughs> world travel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, i mean hey, I've, I've been other places but specifically yeah. you know i travel to the u.s and i'm like huh you know wow i'm grateful for what we have and i think it's just a good reminder too whenever you're traveling to not take home for granted yes as well right because mm-hmm. because you know there's a lot of good things that mm-hmm. you know home has to offer otherwise it wouldn't be home yeah i think you know also what you said about expanding your perspectives mm-hmm. is something i want to do more of through travel specifically it, it it's a weird bucket list thing of mine okay this is gonna sound so weird no listeners hear me I'm out ready okay this is gonna sound so weird I want to travel to like Alabama or something, rural Alabama and spend some time there and meet and, and and talk with, with people. Cause, cause like, that's something that's so far from like my normal, well, sorry, not normal, but my usual surroundings, you know, to go into like rural Alabama where I'm probably going to be like, looked at really weird you know, but I genuinely want to see. Huh? Okay, what's it like over there? How can I develop more of an understanding of you know where people, you know, like where different people come from? I don't know. Is that weird? Like, I I genuinely like. I, I'm just curious because, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Not, I don't think it's weird. I think, well, okay. I, I mean, I don't know if I would pick that kind of environment uh-huh. to be my top or one of the top oh, things yeah, so I want to do. It's
0: not one of the top things <laughs> in life. Totally.
1: But I completely understand what you're trying to say. Like going somewhere that is so, so different mm-hmm. than, than what you know. Because it's like those. that's people's reality. Like there's people mm-hmm. that will live in that small town that you visit mm-hmm. one day and mm-hmm. they have never left. Mm-hmm. And that's all they know. And I just think that's such a not like uh, um, you, you're not trying to like hate on it or anything. Yeah, of and, course no. And whatever, Definitely you not. just but like going in and observing and going like there's so many different people experiencing vastly different lives. Mm-hmm. You know, vastly different uh, so like, who am I to say this is the way you're supposed to live or this exactly. is the way like like I think you have to, and I think that's what you're hinting at is that you need to mm-hmm. experience those different things and and observe different people, different cultures, different. Um, have different experiences to be able to go. Okay, based on my research, <laughs> this is mm-hmm. what I think is maybe the best way for me to live, or what. Like, and it just informs mm-hmm. your actions. But if you don't have the data <laughs> to do that, yeah, exactly. You know that the more you have, the more of a, a educated kind of decision, de- educated decisions you can make. Right. And that's really
0: interesting. You, you parsed that so much more eloquently than I did. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, no. I
1: think it was good. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh i ha- completely hear you though like yeah. <clears throat> i've i've said like i want to travel to i want to tra- i and i want to go everywhere like i don't really have mm-hmm. i want to see the seven wonders of the world like the original ones that's mm-hmm. like the big thing but like i i just i want to and like as many countries as possible if i can at least hit 100 but like i'd love to hit every country i know mm-hmm. no it's a huge goal but like i just think like you're saying it's like how I was, you can go, yeah, I'm a world traveler. But I've been to, like, I've been to Mexico 500 times. It's, like, great. But, like, there's 100 was it 196, I think, countries. Like, um, I'm pretty sure that's how many there are. I may be wrong. I'm not a, not a geographical wizard. I'm, I'm terrible, actually. Uh, but, uh, like, it's, like, you have to, there's so many different things. Even, listen, I was in Costa Rica, right? And I went to four different different town cities, which, in like, it's still is only kind of in the north part of the country. There's still so much more to see. But over the course of my 16 days, I experienced so many different things within the same country because I went to these very different – one was – it's called uh, Monteverde. I'm not going to try to – I've been pronouncing this stuff. If you watch my videos later, I've been – what's this? I can't see. It's not focusing. 195. Wait. Really? I thought there was 196. Okay. 195 countries, Amir says. Google says through Amir. Um, Interesting. Interesting. Anyway, (laughs) it's literally on the top of a mountain. So and, and they're all about preservation and and conservation and all these different things, right? Then I went to a beach town and it's super laid back, like you know surfing vibes, mm-hmm. and 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 it's just so interesting. Like you can you just you need to go different places, and I think that's what I've learned is like you just mm-hmm. need to go. So I've said like I want to go to, I'd love to go to China and and explore mm. that, and I've shared that with with some people, and they're like aren't you scared of like their government and all these different things? It's like, yeah, but you, first of all, you can't live your life in fear. Second of all, um, I want to go there to ex- see, like learn what it's like to live there. Like you can't just avoid it, you know? And now uh, maybe people go, well, I don't know. It's not a safe thing. And like, there's different countries you may not want to go to. I'm like, I think one of my favorite and one, of, I think their favorite videos, uh, yes. Theories videos is there's two, um, Thomas went to Iraq and Afghanistan. And there's are mm-hmm. separate videos. I and both of those response. are countries that people often are like, like, no, I'm not going to. I love gonna the gonna
0: Afghanistan play. one. That and so and if
1: you watch it, I highly encourage it. I'll put that one in the, in the description. Um, It's incredible. Cause he's like, mm-hmm. this is a, this is a place where all I've ever heard is like terrible things. Right. B- mainly on the news because there's been mm-hmm. so much war and, and stuff. And he goes like, these are some of the best people I've ever met mm-hmm. and their culture is incredible. And like, his experience was just remarkable. And, and that's what I think is interesting about the travel and thinking why I want to do more of it. Cause it's like you, I wouldn't know that unless like you aren't going to get that level of understanding until you go experience it, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's just
0: a whole ramble about who knows what, but there you go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think what it comes down to, like what it comes down to is perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like you, you can't say that you, you, like really understand things until you've gone out and looked at different parts of the world and how different people see things. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think that's part of empathy, you know, and empathy is what makes us human, yeah. the ability to understand and put ourselves in another person's shoes. How can we do that if we never actually go visit someone's, you know, someone's place of origin, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think, I think that's especially important. Switching the gear up, what was... So what have been, and it doesn't necessarily have to be for Costa Rica, but what were some of your favorite and most memorable travel experiences so far? Fun it, stories. Yeah, you well, were mentioning earlier. Yeah, I was that mentioning you got like, you lost earlier. in the uh, jungle I or got, something. So I went on a hike by myself. There's a volcano,
1: uh, Volcan Arenal. It's a it's a big volcano. It's it's actually not inactive. It's just uh, what do they call it?
0: Like, Dormant. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the word. So. Um, Anyway, it's not going off. But on a very clear day, there's actually one day you could still see a little bit of smoke coming out of it. Um, Anyway, it's safe to be around, supposedly. I don't know. I'm not an expert. Everyone
0: says it's safe until it erupts.
1: (laughs) I went on a hike. There's a hike around the volcano, right? And I went and Mm -hmm. I was like, there's there's marked paths. This is something like a lot of people do. And I was just going. I was like, I can go by myself. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. So I went by myself um, and we talk about like learning in, in hindsight, right? Doing things. So I was like, seriously when in, like I, for about half of it, it took me about five hours, maybe start to finish, I think um, five and a half hours. Um, I was not concerned at all. Like I was like on top of the world. This is awesome. I'm hiking in mm. the jungle. Right. And Anyway, I got lost. Uh, Long story short, I went to ask you a question. I got lost. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, uh, I'm not going to get lost. Like, I'm not obviously just going to trek into the jungle by myself. Like, there's there's paths. There's um, things to follow. I had a map, um, and it did not make sense. Like, the map was not really accurate to what the signs were saying, and I followed the stuff. And there's a period, like, of about 45 minutes to an hour where I had, like, I had taken another road. I'm like, okay, I'm going this way. I'm following the map. This is where I'm going. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I know it sounds crazy, but I'm pretty sure I saw that tree before. Like, I know it all looks this, like the same, but like, this is a very distinct tree. I'm pretty sure I passed that. And I started going, I was like, I think I've been on these stairs, and I'm going the other way. So I ended up almost back at the beginning. Huh. And um, so and then, oh, I tried to go in. So it took me forever. I couldn't get out. I got, I got lost. I literally got lost, even following the signs. Mm hmm. Um, and that was definitely one of the, like it's gotta be the top probably <laughs> of my life. Like it was hilarious. And the funny thing about it, um, listeners, which I haven't said was like, I mean, it's the jungle, right? Like you just look up what is in the Costa Rican jungle and it's just like these terrifying creatures, right? Like pumas <laughs> and leopards and um it's just so many, so many things. I heard a wild boar, which I don't know how close it was, but now I was talking to my dad and he was like, you know, it probably was closer than you think. Like it was probably mm-hmm. pretty and those things are very aggressive and dangerous, yeah. so um talk about hindsight it's like I won't I won't do it again obviously I'm glad I did it I'm really glad (laughs) I did it but like um it was actually better not to know (laughs) Uh going into it so that would be number one probably I learned how to surf which was awesome was super fun I saw yeah that was really good um honestly I don't know it's not really like an experience but like the biggest thing was just like going into something once I got rid of those expectations like just going into stuff just to go (laughs) like Whatever happens is going to be great. And I just want to i want to meet people. That was my thing. I wanted to meet strangers. I wanted to go on an adventure with a local or a stranger, mm. which I did. Actually, it was both, mm. um, I guess. And um, you just meet new people and learn about the culture. And what is it like to live in Costa Rica? What is it like to be, you know, um, a tico is what they call themselves. So I, I learned that. And I think that was one of the biggest things, um, experience, which I know is very, very, kind of broad but like going into it with that mindset brought out some pretty cool things um but let's say uh lost in the jungle ziplining uh surfing and then uh, i think just there was just some crazy stories that came out of me treating the experience in that way like i said like Mm -hmm. trying to trying to just be open to kind of things obviously trying to be safe i definitely made some unsafe decisions like many but uh, but
0: we won't tell them just we, in we, case we, your parents we, are listening.
1: No, they know, like I've talked. To <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't too happy. Um, I, <laughs> but it was good. Like I never felt, I never actually felt unsafe. Like I did anyway, but I just think it's such a learning experience. I just think nothing's, nothing has taught me more than those couple of times i've gone traveling now and i'm like i'm not trying to i'm not trying to have this episode be like i'm an expert it's like nah <laughs> mm-hmm. if you want to learn about travel go listen to like lexi limitless let lexi mm-hmm. alford yeah. Alf- yeah. i don't know if you know yeah. you obviously know who she is um mm-hmm. she's she's traveled all the countries she was just, mm-hmm. by 21 she traveled every country and and mm-hmm. that's the same thing I, when i listen to her talk it's the same deal it's like you just learn so much by going out mm-hmm. how about you like you've i don't know actually know where you've been or what you've done I don't know your story. <laughs> I don't know your life. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Let's life. Let's talk about what have, you, what have you been your top experiences?
0: Oh, traveling. Okay, so most memorable experiences. Where do I start? Ah, most memorable experience I know. Last summer, I flew to Toronto, and I <laughs> met a, an amazing, long-haired, wow. good-looking king of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Easily <laughs> meeting you was the highlight of my life, good as it should be. As it, has <laughs> to be. As it should be, oh my gosh, yeah, I, I was expecting nothing less, <laughs> anyways. Um, so yeah, as for where I've traveled, being a Filipino kid, um, I've been to the Philippines quite a few times. Like, as a kid, I think I went like every three, four years, you know, back and forth, oftentimes for Christmas, you know, celebrating Christmas Pasco, celebrating that there. Um, so that that's just, you know, that's the homeland I've been all over the Philippines, you know, like Manila, Cebu, Davao, Barakai, I want to, you know, I want to go to Palawan eventually at some point. So there's the Philippines. I had a layover in Taiwan, really briefly, but I was like, wow, I'm in Taiwan. Um, had a layover in Japan. Um, had a had a long layover and adventure in Hong Kong, which I will share in a little bit. Um, across the U.S., so all of the western states like Seattle, uh, Seattle, sorry, Washington. So sorry, Washington, Oregon, California, love it there. East coast of the U.S., Dallas, Texas, as well. Um, I have yet to go to Europe. I really, really want to go to Europe. It's next on my list, too. Uh, we got to go. Dude, we have to. I think Maria and I. Can you imagine how fun next that would be? Like a trip together or something. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Like also, like just on a totally practical note, like from Toronto to JFK is very easy, and then JFK is like to the rest of the world, right? I mean, even
1: here we got a lot, but you have more in New York. Mm -hmm. But
0: yeah, totally. And like New York is like right here. Anyways, like the bus is like an hour and a half. (laughs) Anyways, okay. Memorable travel experiences. The first thing that comes to my mind. Hong Kong. Yeah. August 2019. Whoa, here we go. (laughs) 18-year-old Amir. He just graduated high school. Wait, no, no, not high school. I I just left college. That's what it was. Yeah, I just left college. And I was going on a trip to visit the Philippines, specifically to spend time with my dad. And it was going to be for a month. On my way to the Philippines, I saw, oh, hey, I can have a 24-hour layover in Hong Kong. And I typically like doing that because like, it's kind of like a, a two-in-one package. You get to see a new place. Exactly. A bit. That's You're what I try extra. to do with all my trips. A little side right? quest. <laughs> exactly. It's side quest. Exactly. So I booked that, and I booked a hotel in Hong Kong as well. I land in Hong Kong, and it's 4 p.m., it's four PM. I land in Hong Kong. I don't really know anyone there. I don't have cell service. I don't so I don't have phone. I don't have any Hong Kong dollars. So so no no people, no phone, no money. I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna take the train to my hotel. <laughs> So, so, so like I, I take the train from the airport. To, what? Um, I, no, I had like some spare change, okay. some spare change from like my mom's previous trip to Hong Kong. Okay. okay. So I decided to take the train <laughs> after a little while, you know, I'm navigating the train. I, I can barely read, you know, any, um, I think it's predominantly Canto there, but there's like Mandarin and Canto. Anyways. So I'm having a hard time reading anything. Apparently, there's no elevators in the uh, train station, so I need to, like, lift my bags, and I'm carrying one big suitcase, one small suitcase, a duffel bag, and a backpack, right, because it's a month-long trip, so I'm, like, carrying it all up the stairs, and then, you know, eventually I get into the train and everything, and I told you, I landed at 4 p.m., rush hour... In one of the world's busiest and most populated cities.
1: Oh, no way.
0: I'm holding on to my stuff and I'm crammed in like a sardine. There's so many people. Furthermore, it was like 35, 36 degrees Celsius oh my God. plus the humidity. And so it was like, like drenched uh-huh. in sweat like <laughs> it's like and i'm on the train like holding on like i will survive i will survive i will survive yeah you know eventually i get to my stop luckily i'm not lost okay and i get out and i filmed a video on my phone because i was documenting a lot of this i filmed on my phone okay thank god i got to my train i didn't get lost foreshadowing <laughs> I, I arrived saying, like, at my how,
1: train station how'd you even know what to where to get off
0: I, I planned it out. Like I, I mapped okay. it out like before I okay. landed and everything, There's there's wifi in the airport. So I, I get to my train station. It's dark out now, you know, it's like 637. Um, and I walking in the direction of my hotel. Cause I have a downloaded map on my phone. I'm like, okay, that's where my hotel is. And I'm walking, it's dark. And suddenly as I'm walking down the sidewalk, I'm like, uh, okay, why is the street becoming more jungle? I was like what, oh, wait, what, what happened to, I was like what happened to the buildings <laughs> I'm like why, why is it dark where, where did the streetlights go I'm like oh my okay gosh. I'm like and this, it's like a highway like going up a mountain I'm like what? what what's happening so then I check my phone I'm like, wait my hotel is supposed to be here I see a guy in a parking lot and I ask him English he's like no English something like that I'm like hotel and I'm showing him like the logo it's like uh and then he points in a direction. Reason. And what he points to is, and I'm not kidding you, like, I'm not exaggerating. He, what he points towards is this big mountain, like, hill thing. Like, it's, it's like a big hill, big mountain. And he points, and I see a flight of stairs that's probably, I would estimate, seven stories high. Seven stories of stairs. Oh, my gosh. And it looks like like something, like, straight out of, like, a Kung Fu training montage. Like, the Great Wall like, just... Steps going up a just, mountain. Just stairway to heaven. <laughs> yes, I have all the footage still. I oh have all gosh. the footage. And like, it's, it's just this staircase and there's like trees and jungle on either side of it. And I look down at my suitcases. I look up at the staircase. <sighs> Did you do Here it? There we go. Yeah? Yes. Oh so I carried all four of my bags up that staircase while crying, sweaty, jet lagged, hungry because I didn't eat anything on the plane. I was holding in... My my stuff, you know, number one and number two. I was holding it all in. <laughs> cry, And I'm just like making my way up the staircase. I make it to the top after what feels like an entire evening. I make it to the top. And then I reach the receptionist desk. And I'm like hello, I'm here to check in. Then he turns around, he sees me. He's like visibly startled. He's like, because <laughs> I look like some crazy guy, like sweating, crying. It's like, I'm here to check in. It's like, okay, sure. That's going to be like a $200 deposit, please. I'm like, I have 10 bucks in my pocket. He feels bad for me. So it's like, okay, just go check in. Just go. I crash in my room, eat oatmeal with a toothbrush, and then I just pass out. The next day was great. I fly out everything smoothly, but that is the most memorable travel experience of my life.
1: Dude, you're so young too. Like that's pretty crazy. (laughs) I was
0: 18 at the time. Yeah. When I tell you there were so many, mm, effing stairs. I'm sure. Oh my gosh. If you can, if you can find that footage, I'll. I have it all on my hard drive. I'll plop it
1: on. I'll put it on the uh, on the video. I will send it to you. We could at
0: least see the stair. Oh my gosh, dude. So moral of the story. Oh wait, wait. It gets better. Then the next day, once it was light out, yeah. I saw. Oh, was it like a... there were elevators on the side. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> there was an elevator shaft on the side that I didn't see. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. I can't believe this. That's hilarious. What an adventure. Aren't Ooh. you glad you took that little layover?
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I totally am. It's the most memorable thing I've done, but like, lesson learned. Check for elevators. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> now you know.
1: So that's your take away from today. <laughs> but yeah, I
0: think exactly. that like
1: <laughs> that uh, that kind of remind. I know it's crazy, but hmm. like reminds me of of even just like my getting lost in the jungle and, mm-hmm. and, and that kind of stuff. It's like I think the best yep. experiences come from either lack of planning or like like just just going for it. Like you said, like just mm-hmm. doing doing things. It's like just that was it. probably not the best. You know, way you could have spent your time and like, maybe the best decision, you know, mine was definitely not, but you know, it's something, something good came out of it. As long as you're not being completely reckless, you know,
0: Mm -hmm. and I think like, I'm glad that it happened because now whenever I go on any trip and whenever it's difficult, Mm -hmm. I always say, if I could survive Hong Kong, I'll be fine. Exactly. So for example, when I visited you in Toronto on like one hour of sleep. Yeah. one or two hours of sleep and we went out and explored the city internally i was saying, ah, if i was able to do hong kong i can do this yeah or like yeah when i was um stranded in dallas on my way here which is another story when i was stranded in dallas i was like eh, if i can do hong kong i can do this no yeah. problem flight cancellation whatever exactly you know so that's it just travel i think that is definitely the 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 moral
1: of this i mm-hmm. knew that would be the answer to the question but it's like if you haven't and i know it's like it's a tough thing to talk about also because it's so expensive. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm, totally. So it doesn't even have to be a big, you don't have to go to Hong Kong, but like mm-hmm. what, what I actually really realized from all of this, because I kind of, I had a plan of where I was going and that kind of stuff, but like, I didn't really know what I was doing day to day. And I, I just literally, I would walk down the street, walk down the one street, like so many times. And I just explored, I went to little shops and stuff. It's like, I, I've been, I was at so many different coffee shops and so many different things. And like here I come home and like, I got one. I know I really like, and go to it all the time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't even exp- Like I did so much exploring on this literally like mm, three blocks, maybe, you know, there. And I don't do any of that here. And that's something I want to bring back. It's just like mm-hmm. that, uh, that, that explorative mindset of totally, it doesn't have to like, it could just be like, oh, there's a doorway here. This is supposed to be a shop. Let me go in and see. And you might find something you had no idea, you know, mm-hmm. um, because those things are just everywhere, but you don't, you don't
0: realize. It. Hmm. The best adventures are right under your nose. Wow! Look at that. That's pretty totally. good. Yeah, exactly. Well, awesome. dear listeners, thank you for joining us for this great episode. Right. Where can the people find you, Harrison? Ah, uh, in Costa Rica. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's going back in the jungle. I will, I will 100% go back. It was incredible. Yeah. That, that totally take me was, with you. I will. Um, uh, it's a, it's a podcast retreat. Uh, I'm on Instagram and YouTube and, I don't know, everywhere at Harrison King Official. You can find me there. Um, But check out YouTube if you haven't checked it out and you'd like to listen to the podcast. And Amir, how about you? Mm
0: -hmm. You can find me at Amir Koro everywhere you get the internet. That's A-M-E-E-R-C-O-R-R-O. Awesome. And of course, where can you listen? Where can the people find more of the podcast?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's our Instagram, our TikTok. It's at Let's Talk About Life Pod. Mm. It's good. There's good stuff. There's good stuff. Thanks for listening. Yeah,
0: Lots of good stuff. Lots of shareables. Lots of stuff there. And if you want to keep on supporting the channel, go subscribe to us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Check us out on Instagram. All the things, you know. We'll leave it all in the description. Yes, of course. All right.
1: Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. If you enjoyed this episode and want to support the show, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts visit us on instagram and tiktok at let's talk about life pod and for more information head on over to harrisonkingofficial.com forward slash podcast now it's time for you to get out there and have a deep meaningful conversation in your own life